How has your entrepreneurial journey transformed you? Uh, I think that it gives you perspective. Sometimes from an outside view, things look like roses until you're in it and maybe decide that if you get into entrepreneurism, you have to, or entrepreneur, if you decide to be one, you got to get into a business you really love because there are going to be some hard moments, yeah, ups and downs. Definitely some hard moments. Some, some moments you don't want to keep going. You want to you rest. You can't <laughs> rest sometimes. Exactly. You're listening to Entrepreneur Journeys, where I share insights and strategies based on owning and managing businesses while traveling and living on three continents. I also interview business owners about their journey, what they learned along the way, and how that can help you with your business growth. For more resources to accelerate your entrepreneur journey, head over to gapologist.com, where I share resources, events, community, and more. I'm your host, Joe Matz. Let's get started. With us today is Reggie Johnson. He is a podcaster. He's got two podcasts. He's got Reg in ATL. That stands for Atlanta. It's Reg in ATL. And also a sports podcast called Just the Stats. Reggie, welcome to the show. It's amazing being on, Joe. Thank you for having me. It is a pleasure to have you here. Yeah, so tell us, where do you hail from today? Uh, the great city of Atlanta, Georgia, man. It's, it's, a, it's a beautiful place to be. I'm not sure if you've ever been to Atlanta before, Joe. I have. And you've been all over, man. Well, you know, over. I'm pretty sure you've been to Atlanta. Yeah, I kind of just passed through Atlanta. I really don't know much about it, except my aunt, one of my favorite aunts. She lived in Atlanta for a while, and she loved it. Yes, a very, very amazing, a very growing city, too, man. Yeah, city here. That's awesome. Have you always been in Atlanta? Uh, I was born in Germany. My uh, dad was in the army. We moved back to Alabama where my mom was from. And I was there for like five years or so. And then moved in Atlanta ever since. And that's been since the 80s. I've been in Atlanta about roughly 30, 35 years. Okay. That's kind of like your town. It is. Absolutely. <laughs> I love it here. All right. Now, we are going to talk about your entrepreneurial journey today. We'll, All right, right, ready to dive into it. Yeah, man, we'll probably get into some other stuff, but let's start there with this question. When you were younger, my friend, was there any indication that you were going to have your own business? Uh, Joe, I was always interested in business. Um, I've always been a business nerd, which has made everything I've done past that a little easier, right? Because when you're starting anything, it helps to have some kind of a prerequisite of, uh, of knowledge there. So it was an easier transition. I don't know if I ever aspired to, I want to own X store or X type of business. I don't know if I ever aspired to, to it in that type of specifics, but I did always have an interest in business. It's something that's been a lifelong interest. I like the business nerd. I've, I've never heard that mm -hmm. term before. <laughs> so you, you studied business, you were interested in business. If a post came up on social media years ago, you would look at it because it talked about business. That kind of that kind of nerd. Yeah, man, I was reading Fortune magazines and um, <laughs> Forbes and stuff of that type. You know, I even I was books business books. I was into business books, read a couple Buffett books and mm -hmm. stuff of that nature too. So it was always stuff like that that I was into. If people looked at me like I was uh, sixty when I was in my twenties. People were like, "You're crazy. What are you doing?" <laughs> and that's the kind of stuff that really interested me. You know. Right. Hey, that's great. Some some people get into sports. I know you're into sports also. Some people. Oh, I love them. 
you know, get into knitting or cooking or something. Hey, you got to have got to have an interest keeps things going and keeps boredom away. Right. Yes. Yes, absolutely. It's the spice of life. Give you a little bit of variety. Spice there. of life. Have you ever been bored? Oh, uh, man, you know, let me think here. Uh, sometimes in my meetings at work, you know, those, those aren't always. <laughs> I don't not, I'm not sure not that counts. Fascinating material. I'm sorry. What? It's not always fascinating material there, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have to exclude the meetings from work as being a, a bored, bored zone, a boring zone. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Cause I'm gonna I'm gonna post this on my on my uh, LinkedIn here. I'm pretty sure there can, might be some questions about that a little bit later on here. <laughs> yeah, let's not dive into that. Let's keep away. Keep away. <laughs> <laughs> so what what did you first do? to earn some money on your own uh wendy's wimpy that was it wendy's was my first job oh, that's the only time I, I was owning uh that's the first time i actually had like my own money i had a job down the street i used to have to walk to that job it was like on my street and um i didn't have a car at the time because i started there when i was like 16 and um that was my first job it was my first time making any kind of money on my own i, I felt pretty good about it actually yeah, sure. I mean, th some of those fast food places are really good for training. Mm -hmm. You know, I recommend everybody start somewhere, some kind of hospitality job. So I just so you know what the grind is. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted the same thing for my daughter. She kind of transitioned out of that now, but I thought it's a good place. So, you know what, what that grind is like, you know, it is a good place. You know, I, I started in restaurants when I was younger, too. And um, my first jobs were not in franchises but were in restaurants and I did everything. I think by the time I graduated college, I'd worked in six or seven different restaurants from, from being a bus boy to a chef's assistant. Yeah. That's, that's quite, that's quite the range there. You know, it, it was quite, um, quite the adventure. In fact, I went to school thinking I would own a restaurant and we were looking oh, at, okay. at Mexican restaurants in Southern New York, Northern New Jersey. Then that's some, nice. something better came along. <laughs> 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 that's interesting have you ever thought about going back to that joe like let's let's get back to the uh, owning these restaurants there that's a that's a serious business to be in right there man i i did get back into it i ran a restaurant i was the manager in a restaurant when i moved back to the u.s um it was a full sports bar family bar restaurant and we had 19 tvs something like that wow and a full bar music on saturday nights that was a job. It was a lifestyle and a lifestyle I had to get out of. <laughs> happy to get in, happy to get out. I happy mean. to get out. Too many late nights, too much drinking. It was rough. It was rough for a while. The job became easy once I got everything figured out, but the lifestyle. <laughs> it never ends, Joe. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were fun times, fun times. So you worked in restaurants. Did you continue working in, in restaurants? Yes, I want to say that I did that for a while and then transitioned out of that into uh, audio engineering when I had a, a studio downtown. That was my first kind of foray into entrepreneurism, if I can just make that up there, is uh, I had a studio downtown. And people used to come in, record all kinds of songs, whether it was bands, whether it was rap, whether it was singing. Some person did a spoken word type situation. And I did that for about 
four years in from 2008 to like 12-ish, somewhere around there. Okay, so you had a studio with, with all the audio equipment and everything, and people would rent mm -hmm. it by the hour? Yeah, okay. by the hour, by the sessions. I would do like blocks. So I would book out three to four hour blocks, okay. and people would come in and, and record whatever. The more... If the the more professional people were, because you have some people who have a song on the radio, so they're very professional. And you have some people where it was more casual for them. And the more professional people would come in knowing what they wanted to do, and it was all business, so to speak. They come in there, they do their whatever they, they're there to do. And the people that weren't as professional would come in, take pictures of themselves, share it on their social media that they're in the studio and stuff like that. And that was more of a thing for them. But it was pretty fun. It was a fun business to be in. Interesting, but just like you said, uh, very late nights. And mm. um, you really have to like your job in that in that business because you're gonna be doing. It's gonna get monotonous at some point. Sure, sure. I mean, even though you have different people going in there, you're still recording. You're still uh, messing with the soundboard and getting things right. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot Long of work. Hours. A lot of work. Mm -hmm. Very cool. And why did you get out of that? Uh, it's an interesting story, Joe. Interesting story. Hey, that's we what we're here for. for. An story? It's, a, it's an interesting story. <laughs> so I had taken my, um, I was out somewhere and the girl I was dating at the time, I had taken her there to do like one time ever. She wasn't even from the state. She was from um, Philadelphia or, or Pennsylvania, I should say, not Philly, Pennsylvania. So she calls me randomly one day, Joe, and she says, um, do you know this guy named Sam Stone? And he owned like a bigger building like next to mine and I was renting the studio actually from him so I would pay him you no know, rent there for my space that I was renting and I, and it was very intriguing to me because I'm like you're not even from a state how do you even know this guy's name or you know it's very intriguing I'm like yeah what's going on she's like well he's on the news right now and they're they're shutting down his place and of course that means they're shutting down my place with it <laughs> so I'm like what what are you talking about I get on the I still have that news clip saved by the way I, I went and found a news clip and I could not believe he's on television we were having a lot of like the bigger building that was next to mine used to have a lot of parties and events uh video recordings they even had wrestling matches they would have all it was like a mixed use business uh, business for him and they could go very long nights and it can get very loud and i don't know if he had like so many noise ordinances or anything like that but eventually the city came and was like you're gonna have to shut down you're you're breaking too many rules and Sam, I see him on there and he's saying stuff like this is a family establishment and all that stuff. And I'm thinking at the time, Joe, like we have all kinds of raves and stuff there and parties like this is this is pretty interesting. So that's what ended up happening. It ended up getting shut down in a very creative fashion there. <laughs> creative. Yes, creative. <laughs> all of a sudden, I don't have a location. I don't have a location anymore. And I find out from somebody who's not even from the state. You know, right. it's, it's very wow. weird. Wow. All right. <laughs> So then what, so, so that's a little bit of a crisis mode, right? Yes. Yes. That was 2012. And then I moved to Mississippi to start the business 2013. I want to say 2013. Okay. Okay. Now you're mm -hmm. already accumulating a lot of entrepreneurial uh, experience on your journey. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Great. And what are you doing now? Now I work at a place that I really like. I do events at a place called Bold Events. I really like working there. It's nice. He's very interesting. Um, when I first came back I uh, from Mississippi, because that's when I had my computer business in Mississippi, when I first came back from there, 
I had looked for a job randomly, like I needed, because I didn't want to take money out of my business. I'd only been open maybe year and a half, two years or so. That was my business. My partner was still there in Mississippi running it. At the time, my daughter was going through high school and I wanted to get back for some of her high school years. And I had the plan to kind of go back to Mississippi. So I wasn't looking for a serious career or anything. So I'm like, I'm gonna go back to my business. I didn't really, I didn't really care that much. I started this place and it ended up being a kind of a wonderful journey in a sense that the most exciting stuff would happen. I'll give you one example because uh, I managed events there. And it's two things actually, Joe. So the first thing is the the money was just so I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe how much people were paying for for events. Cause you know, you go to do it a job for the events, they can be as little as like five grand or so. Mm -hmm. But this place, when I was going, I was like, some of these events are like 10, 15, 20, 30000 dollars And I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that people were spending that money for like four hours. Yeah. And it got it got increased from there. But what really sold me was I was doing an event randomly and it was at East Lake, East Lake, which is a golf, uh, golf place here in, in Atlanta. Doing an event randomly at East Lake and Tiger Woods just walks up, taking swings. And I thought, this is the best day of my life here, Joe. Hmm. I cannot believe Tiger Woods just randomly walked up here. Now, when I had all of my desk jobs that I've had in life, that's never happened Joe. Tiger Woods isn't walking into my office <laughs> with his right. key card there, sitting down at the cubicle next to me. That's not how life had gone up to that point. So that was so fascinating that I could make money and still have something like this happen. And that wasn't the only thing, so only time something like that happened. It's been several times that stuff like that's happened. So that was nice, but I never viewed it as like, I'm gonna kind of stay in this business. It was never something like that. I was always planning to go back to my uh, computer store huh. in Mississippi at some point, uh, cause my partner was still there. So it ended up being very interesting. Then I started the, after working there for maybe a couple of years because I did radio in Mississippi and I wanted to get back into radio. So I'd worked there for like two years and kind of missed it. And I talked to my friend, Nick, and he said, I want to kind of get back into radio. He's like, oh, you should start a podcast instead. So then I started the Regent ATL podcast. Past that, I started uh, doing investing, which completely changed my life. Like it was over at that point. Like once I started investing, um, stock market investing, not like real estate or anything like that, I'll start investing in the stock market and things have been very different. We'll kind of talk about that down the line here in, in some other as further in the show, but it became very, um, very eye opening to me, hmm. you know, the, the amount of opportunity that there is out there and yeah. how you can kind of craft the life you want and still not be bored because you know, it's hard to kind of find the two, right? Sometimes between something that you really want to do and poverty, like I can say, Hey, I'm just going to be an artist and sit on the beach all day and just draw people as they walk by. I hope I sell something. I don't know if I'm going to be a retire off that. <laughs> yeah, if I was decided that was my job, my career choice, you know. Right, right. Would you like to get in front of more of your ideal clients and at the same time build your brand and create evergreen content? Well, you can do that with podcast guesting. This very moment, you're listening to a podcast that may have been published today or three weeks ago or three years ago. In a very real sense, you're engaging with the speakers hopefully enjoying yourself and learning something new at the same time. And you're getting to know the guests and how they help their clients, their customers, and the problems that they solve. You may even be their ideal client and want to learn more about them and download one of their free resources you can find in the show notes or maybe even become a client of theirs. See, when you're a guest on a podcast, 
you will enjoy that same kind of engagement. It is perhaps the easiest, most cost-effective way to get in front of new audiences. Learn how you can be a guest on the right podcast and engage with your ideal clients with the free resources available at gapologist.com. So you started the podcast Regin ATL. What's that about? Um, initially, it was literally just me wanting to get back into uh, doing some sort of, of broadcasting of, of some nature. And I had started with my friend Nick because I had worked with him at that same place that got shut down. I worked with him there because he was the camera guy there and I was the audio guy there. And okay. that's how we kind of met. Um, so I just started going to his house and we'd sit on his couch and I still have like the pictures from that day. Joe seems like the prehistoric age. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, maybe a couple years ago? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, it was us holding like microphones. This was actually 2016 or so, 2016. Oh, no, yeah. I'm sorry. This is 2018. This is 2018, Joe. Oh, that's so, like forever ago in the podcasting world. Yes, it was. Uh, and it looks like it in the pictures. Like we're both sitting on his couch, hand holding our microphones, looking completely <laughs> uh, homegrown there. <laughs> now before we, you get this, all this. So now with the way that streaming has occurred, uh, it makes it a little bit easier, you know, um, to do it versus trying to do it that way. Um, and I was more of an audio guy. I wasn't really into video. I just started doing video, Joe, not too long ago, like maybe like two months ago. Oh, uh, wow. I just started actually entering into like the video, the video uh, age of, of the show. But I've had a lot of fun doing it. I've been able to talk to a ton of different people hmm. um, about a, wor- a wealth of uh, topics. So it's been very, very fun. Yeah. Now, I think a lot of podcasters do begin with audio. But mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of consensus out there that you, you get into the video, you've just got one more outlet. Uh, you've got yes. one more way to share what you're doing for people who want to watch you on video. Correct. Correct. And and I don't see why why not at this point, right? Like you might as well give it a try. You don't have to start with the, the best of camera. If you look at people's videos and stuff on YouTube, they're all over the place. So you, there's a there's a place for you. And I'm now I'm more so into why not part of life? You know, there's no reason to not undertake it, you know? Yeah, I love that, Reggie. You know, you come to a certain realization, I think, that it doesn't have to be perfect. Correct. You just go, just start, just start doing it, whatever you want to do. I mean, the people who are excellent at what they do, they didn't start out excellent. Right. They started out with maybe curiosity, maybe some interest. And it, it grows. It just grows, you know, and you get more interested. You spend more time. You do more research. You integrate more. And, you know, before you know it, you start getting really good at whatever. Yes. yes. Whatever you might be doing. It's the practice, Joe. It's the practice. The practice. And um, I can't un- I can't say that enough. You know, every every show I treat, I get to. So practice show might be better the next show. It's practice show might be better the next show. I'll be better the next show. That's something I've constantly told myself. I'll be better. The next show and on and on and on. You just gave me an idea, Reg. I, I should go back to my first, you know, four or five episodes, pull out some clips and say, this is how it all began. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. If I was to show my pictures, man, from, from when me and Nick were on his couch with those handheld mics, people would be like, wow, it's it's possible for anyone. <laughs> that's right. And that's the message, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's the message. I I co-host a podcasters group, and today we were talking with some folks. They're timid about getting in front of the camera, about getting on podcasts, kind of like the same 
um, fear of public speaking. Yes, I can see that. And, you know, the message is just get started. You know, we'll, we'll put together an outline. We can practice and then just get started because you're not going to be excellent. You're not going to be where you want to be. But if you wait three months to get started, you're still going to be at the very beginning in three months. It's like riding a bicycle, I told him. You could look at YouTubes and take training and watch people on bikes. But until you get on the bicycle, you're just not going to learn. <laughs> right. You're three months away now from learning what you would have learned three months ago. That's right. Absolutely. Get on and ride. That's what I say. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so true. Yeah. So now you have another podcast also where you talk about sports. Yes, I love that. I love doing that show. And that's actually the show that I'm doing more videos for. Um, I started recording videos for my Regin ATL show, which I uh, very much um, am excited about. I've gotten a few more videos there. My sports show, Just the Stats, just uh, started putting videos on the YouTube page for that maybe like two weeks ago or so there, Joe. Um, so that's been amazing. Uh, my partner there, Eugene, um, Eugene Morton, he has... Uh, been an amazing partner on that show about I started that show about a year after I started Reg in ATL. So Reg ATL started like in 2018 and the other show started 2019. And it's been nice because he's been a consistent partner. I don't know if you've ever tried to have a consistent co-host, but it's been it's it's not easy. Because no. working with people's time and stuff like that, they might have time available and not at the same time that you have time available. So it's definitely not easy to do. But that show's been amazing. Um I didn't want to put sports on my show because it's so specific, you know, that either you like sports or you don't. Right. It's kind of like politics, right? Like either your show's going to be about politics or it's not. I do a couple of episodes of politics a year because I am a, a politics nerd. So I like talking it with the guy that I usually talk it. We just love talking it, but it's so polarizing Joe that you don't, I can't really have my show be about it because people might listen to your politics shows. Now they hate everything else you've ever done in life. So it's kind of like, I don't, um, uh, Sports was the same way. I wanted to have a situation where I could have a show that's specifically about sports. Mm, right. Right. That makes total sense. And, you know, on this show, we, we avoid um, three topics, um, religion, politics, and a third one. I forget. Let's not. Those let's are the not most talk. important, too. You, you started with two great ones. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> you can stop there, Joe, and, and, and be pretty good on most other subjects. Sports are OK. <laughs> That's all right. We, we'll talk sports a little bit. Um, you know, it's it's fascinating, your journey. And you've, you've moved around physically to different states. You've you've had different businesses. But it all does seem like there's a theme there. Um, I, I would say that the theme is mostly trying to find, I never wanted to have one source of, of anything. So I like to have different irons in the fire, so to speak, if that's how that saying is. I want to have different things that I've, I've always been doing. So I've always been on the path of doing a couple of different things at times. And I've always, um, throughout my life, there's been a constant like business themes underlying. So uh, when I was in the studio, it was, it was, I was in the audio business. And that's kind of what I was dealing with. Uh, the reason I like the events business right now is the business portion. I don't really know much about actual events, but I do know how to talk to people. I know how to manage people. I know how to uh, look at the business aspect of it. Right. And I feel like that's been a constant, uh, my North Star, so to speak, no matter what I get into. Because everything, there's a business of everything, you know, whether it's corn or whether you 
grow tomatoes. There's there's a business to that. There's you know, business so. to it, and and there's mm-hmm. people to it also. Yes, you, you yes. might sell to a corporation, but you're really selling to a person. Correct. It, Correct. it comes and I down to overstate that enough. I should say it's very Sorry? true. Go ahead. As I can't overstate that enough. That's very, that's very, very true. Yeah. And if you're good with, with relationships and you understand some business, you have some common sense, which is very important. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, you can apply that. Those are skills that are transferable to many situations. You know, I used, I used to run conventions in Brazil. And um, I would bring the people. I would I would go from renting the location to bringing in speakers from the U.S. to selling the tickets, and it, that was an amazing thing. Thank God I had some some good people helping me out. <laughs> <laughs> right, very important. Yes, yes, very important. Very good, very good. And so, you know, earlier on in the show, you mentioned investing, and you mm-hmm. got into investing, and that sounds like. It, it was a big thing for you. Ah, it changed my life. Absolutely. Change, how did it change your life? Um, from my financial perspective, the most, you know, I, I went from, uh, I wasn't really, I wasn't really, because I struggled more financially, I would say early in life, because I had my daughter very early. I had her when I was like 20, 21 or somewhere like that. So it was a struggle in the beginning. You know, there's a struggle, a big financial struggle there. And once I got the business in Mississippi, it got a little bit better for sure. And I was kind of like doing my own thing. You know, you made your own, own schedule, uh, but it was still, you know, I'm there six days a week. I tell people in the very beginning, you, you have a, you own a job in the very beginning. You don't know, you, you may own a business, but you own a job. Right. You're going to be there doing everything. Like you said, the sports, you're there doing everything. Um, so when I started investing, it's for one, it set, it wasn't just money that changed my life. It changed my perspective in life. Huh my perspective in life changed because it is something that's separated from any other thing I do. You know, I, I can invest in the stock market and then I know I don't really have to worry about where my money will come from in the future. You know, I'm not necessarily going to dump in everything into, into it and I don't recommend it, but the fact that you could do something, see it grow. Hmm. Uh, I had a situation where I started with like 30 bucks, Joe, you could, you could start with any amount of money. You don't, and it can be intimidating to see all the all all the money, but I started with like thirty bucks, and it made me thirty six bucks, and I was like, "Wow, I just gained twenty percent on this! Like yeah. that's that's crazy." Doing absolutely nothing, it just gave me twenty percent. So I, I started to think in my head at that point, "What if I invested three hundred? I would have had three sixty. If I had invested three thousand, I would have had thirty six hundred. You know." So I'm thinking how it can how it can grow, how it can grow, how it can grow. So I started that way and uh, did pretty good. Had a horrible last last year did very bad um and i feel like you got to tell both in that story because a lot of people just like owning a business there's similarities there in owning a business and people from the outside being like man that's great you own a business and everything and you're thinking man, i don't even get to see my house anymore <laughs> now that i own this business i am never home I, i'm it's not all it's cracked up to be for everybody so investing i would say is the same thing but it was very good for me and it, it changed my perspective on things mm. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I think a lot of people had a bad year last year. Yes. 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 It was not great. The worst year I've had since I've been in it. Yeah. Hopefully it's coming back. There yeah, are... yeah. An amazing year this year. I'm back. I'm back at it, Joe. It's an amazing year this year. Perfect. That's great. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. So, Reggie, we are at the point in this 
podcast where we're going to get into the lightning round questions. All right. Are you ready? ready. I am ready, Joe. All right, let's go. So you said one to two words answers. Like, am, I, am I limited to like five words? Do I get a sentence? Do I get You know, maybe sentences? a couple sentences. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, think I, I think I can accommodate that. That would be great. How has your entrepreneurial journey transformed you? Uh, I think that it gives you perspective. Sometimes from an outside view, things look like roses until you're in it and maybe decide that if you get into entrepreneurism, you have to, or entrepreneur, if you decide to be one, you got to get into a business you really love because there are going to be some hard moments, yeah, ups and downs. Definitely some hard moments. Some, some moments you don't want to keep going. You want to you rest. You can't <laughs> right. rest sometimes. Exactly. Okay. What, what most surprised you as a business owner? Uh, how long it takes to get people through the door? I thought I opened my shop and they'll just come running in, Joe. And that's that's not how it, that's not how it works. <laughs> and uh, word of mouth is golden. Yeah, it's golden. Okay. Awesome. What unexpected challenges have you had to overcome? The self doubt in the early days of thinking like, is anybody going to come in? You know, I've done all this work, and uh, eventually it, it does work out if you keep going, though. Persistence. Mm -hmm. Got to be persistent. Persistence is key. Okay. And Reggie, what book has made a big impact on you and, and who would you recommend it to? Who Moved My Cheese, Spencer Johnson, the <laughs> book that I reference a lot of times in my life. Um, and I recommend it to everybody. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's one of the classics, man. I, I have not heard about that book for a long time. It's a great book, man. I really enjoy yes. it. It's still valid today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great. Who exactly. Moved My Cheese? <laughs> yeah, Spencer Johnson, man. <laughs> what advice would you give to an, an aspiring entrepreneur in your industry? Um, prepare for the long haul, I would say. Prepare for the long haul. Uh, the persistence that we just talked about is, is golden. And if you get into a, a business that you really like, it won't be any issues with that. Right. You, you've got to be ready uh, for the ups and downs. Yes. And when you're up, you've got to work. And when you're down, you've got to work. <laughs> Yes. And keeping that attitude right there is what you That's right. Do. Because having your own business, Reggie, I, I, I think you'd agree with me. It's not you're not looking for money this week. Exactly. You're, you're looking, it, but you're not, <laughs> but you're not getting it back. That's you're looking for it, but it ain't there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's for the long haul. It's to build a lifestyle, to take control of your to be the captain of your own ship, if you will. And take control of that. That's what it's all about. For me, freedom is is very important. Same, same, man. That's why I think uh, I love the stock market thing so much because the amount of freedom it can give. But it could, that pendulum swings both ways, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not a stockbroker here. Believe me, it swings both ways. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking of you as like Mr. Atlanta because you've been there so long. Yes. If, if I come down to Atlanta, man, we get together – are you going to show me the good places to go? Oh, absolutely, man. We'll come down here. There's a lot of changes taking place in Midtown right now, man. Just let me know when you come down, man. We'll we'll go. Uh, I'll show you show you a few places. It's an up and coming city, man. That seems to have been perpetual the last few years. Yeah, I hear great things about Atlanta, and it's not mm -hmm. so far from Raleigh, North Carolina. Not at all, man. My grandmother's in Raleigh, Durham, so I was uh, just went to see her a couple months ago. Hey, next time you're up here, give me a ring. No doubt about it, man. And. Now, we've been talking about getting together here, but if the folks listening to us today want to know more about you and want to get in touch with Reg, how do they do that? 
they can get in touch with me with me through LinkedIn. Uh, Reggie J is is my uh, profile on there. Um, and you can go to my show on reginatl.com or justthestat.com. Okay. Either one of those will get you I'll get you to the shows. Yeah, and we'll have all of that information in the show notes. Reggie, it has been a pleasure and, and a very enjoyable conversation today. Always a pleasure when we talk, Joe. It's been a couple months, but we're back at it like never left, man. It's, it's, it's amazing. I see you pretty good at what you do there, Joe. Yeah, I, well, I appreciate that, and I appreciate appreciate your time and coming on the show here today. You got it, my friend. Thanks for having me. All right. Have a good one, man. Thank you. Bye-bye now. All right. See you later, buddy. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneur Journeys. Remember to subscribe so you catch all the episodes and check out the show notes for any free giveaways or gifts that were mentioned during this show. Entrepreneur Journeys is brought to you by Apexable, providing the insights, tools, and transformative structures to help you reach your business summit. I'm your show host, Joe Matz, and until next time, I hope your journey is filled with breathtaking views and successful outcomes.